Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, October 12th. Today on the show, the NHL season gets underway with a whole new look. Both the Titans and Vols may have season-defining weekends coming up, but we begin with Mike Herndon, the artist formerly known as Mike Miracles, who just tries to tell us exactly what the heck is going on with this Titans team. Make sure you know the name, The Kingston Group. That is all that I ask on this show. I would never tell you to do something on this show if I didn't believe in it and I didn't do it myself. We use The Kingston Group at my family because they are a proven commodity with a proven process that will not only make you happy in your home, but it'll allow your home to make you some money as well. Go to the website, buildkg.com, and look at their work. Have a conversation with them. Just talk to them. I guarantee you that whether you're thinking about doing something this week, next month, next year, five years from now, they will be of benefit to you in some way, shape, or form because their process is proven and they're award-winning because of it. Locally owned, custom home and remodeling firm, The Kingston Group. Buildkg.com is the website. Mike Herndon joining us here on the show. Semi-retired football writer, of course, still tweeting a ton at Mike Miracles about the Tennessee Titans. Great to see your face, man. Uh, I just I had to get you on because this is a really scientific question. Things don't look right for the Tennessee Titans. Can you try to tell us why? Uh, I guess it's hard, right? It's a tough question because I think a lot of the individual parts are working well, right? Like, uh, you know, Derrick Henry is is working well. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I feel like, is playing good football for the most part. You know, I think a lot of it you can boil down probably to the, to the wide receivers, you know, not having Julio Jones. Um, having a very limited AJ Brown. I mean, really, he hasn't played, you know, well, he hasn't played good football since the the opener. So I think it's the targets, you know, you don't have Johnny Smith this year, you don't have Corey Davis. Um, and if you've got, you know, basically no one replacing them with Julio out right now, and you're looking at AJ Brown as a limited version of himself, I think that's what the big difference is on offense. I, I've some faith that, yeah, you know, as most people know who follow me on Twitter, I'm a big Marcus Johnson guy. I enjoyed seeing him flash a little bit and, and lead the team in receiving um, in the game on Sunday. And I think he's going to be a part of the solution. I also think when Julio does return and AJ is on off of the limited snap counts and, and you know, you would like to see this team playing their best ball later in the season. I still think that's a possibility, but they probably need to start playing pretty good ball right now if they want to avoid, you know, going in the tank over the next four weeks with this upcoming brutal schedule. What What are your expectations for this team? I mean, I think most people thought deep playoff run, whatever that looks like for the Titans, because of that would be considered progress and growth. It, it doesn't seem like that's the way they look at all, especially on defense. What What, what are expectations for you right now? You know, I, I think expectations are win the division baseline. And that's st- still something they should do. I mean, it's it's like the smallest possible hurdle given the state of the rest of the division. But you still got to go win the division. And you get a home playoff game, and then you see where things go from there. And that's kind of the luxury of the division right now is that it allows you to overcome this rough patch and not get penalized too much for it. Because if you can still win the division, you can still get a home playoff game. And then you just got to win a couple, you know, games on the road, maybe, or maybe you catch somebody and and get a, a home game in the playoffs in the, the second or third round too. But it's, I think, get to the playoffs, see what happens is, is kind of where I'm at right now. And, and, you know, we saw in 2019, the start of the season doesn't necessarily have to look like the end of the season. You don't have a Ryan Tannehill 
uh, coming in to save you because he's already here and he's not able to do what he's been able to do for most of the last two years uh, because of the issues with the weapons. But nobody's had a season-ending injury yet, knock on wood. It's all, you know, guys that should get healthy and should be able to play their way back into a form. And we still got a lot of football left ahead of us. So I think everything that this team wanted to accomplish is still on the table, but they've got to play better, right? And and it's not just the injuries. Like you said, the defense, still not good enough. I mean, the run defense, I have no idea where that performance came from because they had been pretty good as, as a run defense unit coming into that game. And then they were just all over the place. Um, from a gap responsibility standpoint, and I don't know if that's David Long and Rashawn Evans not being used to working together, and Dane Crookshank was also kind of filling in as that second level defender, and you know I, I don't think he had a very good game. So there's a lot of reasons that it could be, but at the end of the day, the defense still doesn't look good enough, and the offense isn't clicking like it used to. So. It, You'd like to see them be competitive against the Bills and the Chiefs the next two weeks, but the Bills game particularly is is the test. And, and if you don't look competitive, you know, you're six weeks in, starting to wonder where where is this team headed? Is is their ceiling one and done in the playoffs, or, or can they find another level later on in the season? Yeah, they, they need Amani Hooker, a sentence uh, yeah. people didn't expect to say in the summertime. Mike, That's- always a pleasure. It's good to see you. Keep tweeting. Keep firing off all the takes. <laughs> people still love it. We do appreciate it at Mike Miracles, and uh, always, uh, always enjoy seeing you, man. And uh, keep up the good work, and we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. One of the things that I've noticed this week about both Titans fans and Tennessee Volunteer fans, and I obviously expectations are very different. But the beauty of football, as I said yesterday on the show, is that we learn about these teams every single week what is true and what is false, what's real and what's not. Are the Titans good at football, or are they just an average team that plays in a terrible division? Is the Volunteers' offense under Josh Heupel actually one of the best offenses in the SEC, or did they just capitalize on two god-awful opponents? Well, here's the deal. This weekend, we're going to learn everything we need to know about both teams. If the Tennessee Titans are truly a contender in the AFC... Well, we're going to see a hell of a showing against Buffalo on Monday night. Regardless of the health and the status of the team, regardless of how injured the offensive line is or the coaching staff, it doesn't matter. This is the NFL. Everyone has the same rules. you got to show up and play. College football, Tennessee Volunteers, are they better than what we expected out of this team in Josh Heupel's first season in the first year? Well, we'll find out this weekend against Ole Miss. If they can beat Ole Miss, then we'll know that the defense that's continuing to overachieve is a real thing, that they've really bought in. If the offense continues to score, well, you've got an opportunity to beat them. So we're going to find out everything we need to know. Because if Tennessee does beat Ole Miss, it is already a successful season. Sure, you have to beat South Alabama and you got to beat Vanderbilt to get to that seven-win mark. And I wouldn't put it past them to lose to South Alabama. They're actually a really good defensive team. And what could be more Tennessee volunteer football than beating Ole Miss in an upset and Missouri and then losing to South Alabama? But let's not get there just yet. If they beat Ole Miss, it's considered a successful season. It is a major step forward for the program with an established adult head football coach running things. If the Tennessee Titans get hammered by the Buffalo Bills and all the same issues come to light, the defense can't tackle, you know, the the offensive line's not protecting the quarterback, special teams are an issue, and Buffalo dominates, well, they're the bar right now in the AFC. And we'll just know that Tennessee's probably just not that good. And sure, they might still win the division and they might be in a playoff game, but expectations need to be lowered significantly while with the volunteers we might need to raise expectations if the titans win 
then we're right back where we started this summer. And if the Vols lose, well, then we're right back where we started this summer. This is the beauty of football. We collect data and we learn things and then we change expectations accordingly. But there's no reason to stress about it or yell about it this week because we're going to learn a whole lot this weekend for both teams. Around the world of sports, the NHL season gets underway on Tuesday with two games. Pittsburgh at Tampa, who of course will raise another banner. But maybe more interestingly, the Seattle Kraken will play their first ever game as a franchise in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights. Puck drop is at 9.15. And what's the most interesting? Both games will be televised on ESPN as the league's new partnership with the four-letter network begins on opening night. It will be fascinating to see how coverage of the sport changes now that ESPN is fully vested in hockey once again. The broadcast teams, the studio shows, the writing, how they keep up with the product is going to be interesting to watch, and I think hockey fans will be better served because now the mothership is invested. The Nashville Predators will open the season against Seattle on Thursday evening. Elsewhere in Major League Baseball in the playoffs, the Atlanta Braves took a two-games-to-one lead over Milwaukee behind a three-run pinch-hit home run in the fifth inning on Monday from Jock Peterson. After the 3-0 win in Game 3, Atlanta will try to advance to their second consecutive National League Championship Series on Tuesday in Game Number 4. First pitch is 4.07 p.m. Central Time. And lastly, John Gruden resigned as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders late on Monday night. Of course, based on all of the emails, the treasure trove of very inappropriate and insensitive emails that he apparently sent over the years as the Monday Night Football Analyst, that is a $100 million contract he has to walk away from now, I suppose, and the emails aren't particularly enjoyable to read. I do recommend going to check them out. Um, not for the faint of heart, that is for sure. I do wonder, though, however, what Josh Heupel's buyout might be. Make sure you remember the name, the Kingston Group. They are an award-winning, locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm for a reason, because they've been in business in Nashville for over 10 years, making people happy and making people money with their homes. Just remember the name, the Kingston Group. If you're going to do any work on your house, give them a call. Check out their work. BuildKG.com is the website. The Kingston Group. Thank you guys all for listening. Of course, please rate, review, subscribe, share the show. That is all that we ask. Please share the show. My name is Braden Gall. Please follow me on the Twitters at Braden Gall. This has been the 440 for Tuesday, October 12th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. Tyler.